0: To the Artful Teaching Podcast, where teachers are brought out of isolation and into conversation. We're your hosts, Callie Flocks,
1: and I'm Heather Francis. In an era where educators experience mounting pressure to set the arts aside, we work to increase the quality and quantity of arts education in Utah schools, including dance, Drama, music,
0: visual arts, media and literary arts. We spotlight professional educators as artists and leaders to examine how the arts deepen student learning and improve school culture. We are excited to present their perspective on the art of teaching. We're glad you've joined us. Welcome to this episode of the Artful Teaching Podcast. Heather and I are here to review our perspective on interviewing the six teachers about teaching during a pandemic. Hi, Heather. Hi, Callie.
1: I'm excited to do this recap. It was just delightful to to talk to these teachers.
0: They were so generous with their time. And they were more successful than I ever thought they could be. I think it's really hard to teach online. And yet I don't know that I would have been ready to go back to the classroom with the same courage that they went back with. And their resilience and their creativity was remarkable to me. They addressed the challenges. They jumped in with both feet. And each of them said they chose to be with children and wouldn't have wanted to teach online from home.
1: Yeah. I mean, teaching online is hard. And teaching not online with all the other COVID details is also hard. When I heard a couple of them describe all of the you know, restrictions and guidelines to keep everyone safe, the plexiglass, the sanitizer, the desk placement, the how do we line up in lines, who comes when, that even the way that the whole schedule of the day changed. Those are details that are hard to just keep track of in a regular year, but to teach and keep track of all those details, you're right, the resilience is really wonderful.
0: And they found creative ways to deal with all the new regulations to keep everybody safe and continue with a great attitude.
1: I felt a lot of hope after listening to these teachers because of their, you said, courage and their creativity. And, you know, my heart had been sinking for many months about the status of teachers in the schools and and what their experience was like. And to hear them tell me and to tell you and all of us that you know, here's some of the success we're having, kind of healed a little bit of that pain that I was feeling. Um, But it wasn't all, you know, sunshine and daisies. It wasn't all success stories, right? We did really get to hear from them the challenges that they were having.
0: Right, and the bottom line is, this is a hard year for everybody. And no one can change that experience for these children and these young people who are living through this time. This is a formative experience in their lives. How we handle it is what will make the difference. Part of trauma is that people, have an experience but it can be improved if they can talk about it on their way through so the way these teachers turn to their kids and said i need your help and we need to solve these problems together help the children normalize this experience and make meaning of it so that they are processing their trauma and processing the changes as they go and that's where that just builds and improves our mental health we're going to talk about how we address problems and remind the children that they are powerful and they are not victims of this virus. They are authors in their own lives about how they respond to this virus and helping, having the children be part of that process was key. Yeah. And you, you
1: speak about trauma and we think about maybe some of the experiences we've had in our lives where it was really traumatic and it was a very different sort of anomaly experience. And the people who are around you during that time, you're bonded in a really certain special way, so we talk about you know socially distanced but still connected, like the experience of a pandemic brings a different richness to a relationship because you're going through something so unique, mm-hmm. and you're bonded over that trauma now that's not always a good thing, <laughs> but I think that if we're looking for connection in relationship, which we know supports learning in schools, that even having this experience with children and teachers. I heard in their stories, a lot of connection building and a lot of relationship.
0: They were bonded because they solved the problems together. They faced a challenge together and they worked through it together. And they're still working through it together. We have a long way to go before things are back to normal. And I think that for a long time, we will be more careful with uh, germs and distancing. And and I think this was a really painful way for all of us to learn to wash our hands more often. Um, (laughs) There are just some things we're going to permanently do differently. And, and we have to face a, a, some different realities.
1: It also reminds me of performances in the arts. When I was a teacher and I taught middle school for four years, we would do a big dance concert at the end of every semester. And the way that experience transformed my students in the classroom, the way like my studio felt so different after a performance because a performance, you are, you're, you're showing your skills and your craft that you've been working for for so long. But then this new environment of the stage and the lights and the costumes and everybody's there, there's like immediate problem solving that has to happen. There's new experiences that you have with people that maybe you didn't, you're you're in close contact with people differently. And so this idea of a pandemic, I'm relating it to performance being this transformative experience. I am really interested to see how we come out on the other side and how the culture of our classrooms have changed because of
0: COVID. Yes. I too have witnessed that idea that a single performance on a stage changes a child and it's a year's worth of lessons to put them in a performance space where they're put under pressure, put under stress and they rise to it. They learn more in that single experience than in a year's worth of lessons. And what I'm hoping is that As the stress lightens up, we will see that children who were put in this stress indeed learned more cooperatively, problem solving wise, how to be part of a team. I I just believe that there will be a lot of learning that happens that's completely invisible to us right now.
1: Yeah, something you just said that reminded me of something I personally learned, a phenomenon that's occurred because of COVID for me personally has been that my family communicates in different ways. So children are communicating with their teachers in different ways. Teachers are communicating with children in different ways. I'm not in the classroom right now, but with my family, the communication has become much more clear and concise and honest. You know, I are saying, I need this or this is my boundary. We've had a lot of opportunities during COVID to say, you know, what our needs are and what our wishes are and to reach out for help and, and to
0: provide it. I have found the same with my kids. I have four adult children who are grown. My youngest is 23. He lives in LA, one lives in Oregon, and then two live here closer by. But every Sunday, we now meet on Zoom for a family conversation. We get through richer conversations than when we all were able to come to dinner every Sunday. Some of the um, painful behavior that used to happen when we were in person and the teasing between the kids, it doesn't happen. And the relationships have uh, reformulated and it's been really delightful. Probably one of my favorite experiences during the pandemic was every New Year's Eve, um, my husband Scott is a, an accomplished musician and he has a lot of guitar friends. So on New Year's Eve, all his guitar friends come over and they play guitar for each other. Well, this year we decided to do that on Zoom, which meant that we could invite our friends from Finland, a husband and wife that came and stayed with us for a while. And they're both educators and they're both musicians. And to have them be able to join our New Year's Eve party and to listen to people from across the world share music. They had to get up at four o'clock in the morning. And at one point during the party, he, you know, they didn't bring their instruments because they didn't know the crowd. And so at one point he just said, this is so much fun. I want to sing for you and finish. So we went and got his guitar and he came back and he sang us a song he wrote when he was 18 in Finnish and it was the most beautiful language and the most beautiful song. And he said, I can't think of anything I would rather do to say goodbye to 2020 than to start 21 making music with people from across the world because we are all in this same situation together. And that distant friendship right then was as close as when we were in the same room making music together. and. I realize the value of relationships near and far and appreciate the opportunity that Zoom has given me to reconnect with friends far away. Me too. I'm so
1: grateful that we have technology to help us make those connections, especially during this pandemic. And it will be very interesting to see how that continues into 2021, 22, 23. You know, if one performance on stage gives us a year's worth of lessons, then what does two years of pandemic three years of pandemic give us for our
0: lifetime. Yeah, it will be really interesting. There's a lot of uh, new skills to rise to in this pandemic. One of the things I've done during the pandemic is I realized that the teachers were really stressed out. So I started a class, a resilience class, where teachers could come for one hour every other week to just have an hour to breathe, experience their senses and experience the arts and nourish themselves. Tell us more about what the response has been as teachers have joined you in that class. It's interesting because far more people sign up than actually make it. And they, it can be a drop-in thing and they come and go. But when they come, what I hear is, oh, I haven't stopped and taken time for myself for a long time. And they keep, many of them keep coming back because it is a time set aside that they can do from the privacy of their own home on Zoom it's an hour just for them.
1: I know I've really enjoyed the times I've been able to attend. It does provide a great break from other types of activities on Zoom to pause and do artful things with other teachers. I think we've also been having, you know, our arts integration endorsement program online and I think, you know, if we're saying thanks to technology, I think that because our endorsement moved online, we've been able to serve a few more teachers because being able to not have to travel, to be at home, and to have the flexibility that technology offers. It's also allowed teachers to, you know, achieve their goals for professional development and use to pause, breathe, and experience resilience. I think that has been a great benefit of the technology boom during the pandemic.
0: Absolutely. As you're telling that story, I'm reflecting when both of those classes started compared to where they are now, early when we said those classes started in the fall, there were nights when every teacher in my breakout group for conversation had cried during every day that week. The beginning of this school year was so hard and so painful and the learning curve was so steep that it pushed people well beyond what they thought their capacity was. And now when we're meeting with those teachers, they have mastered so many new things and their attitudes have changed and their skill level has risen and they have accepted realize they have to let go of certain things and they've accepted their own limitations and the limitations provided by covid and just said this is it no one else could do better than i'm doing in this situation so this is just it Um, and the the tears have decreased and the hope has increased and it's been a lovely um, weekly thing that we've monitored from fall till now and now that you've done this resilience for teachers workshop online
1: for several months it's time for you to record some of what's shared in those um, workshops in this podcast. So I'm really excited because Kelly and I are going to work on this together and we're going to create a series here on the podcast just focused on building resilience through the arts. And it will include some of the information Kelly has had in her workshops and also some recorded experiences you can follow to practice your own resilience through mindfulness and artfulness.
0: I'm looking forward to it too. So we're signing off because we're ready to get started on our next series, Resilience for Teachers.